0: This is what your voice sounds like when you've just come back from four days in istanbul and this podcast is brought to you by improve easy improve easy helping united fans across the country save money on their energy bills by installing home improvement measures such as free solar panels free boilers and free insulation all you need to do is text the word easy to 60777 to see if you qualify. That's E-A-S-Y, text that to 60777. Why not give it a go? There's government funds there. You might be missing out. So here we are uh, in very rainy Istanbul. It's been torrential rain for most of match day now. And the screams you can hear behind me are youthful Galatasaray fans. That's because we're at the under-19s game between United and Galatasaray. Surprised that it's even on, given how heavy the weather, the rain has been. It's being played in a wonderful stadium, right in the centre of a really smart part of Istanbul, one of the smartest parts of Istanbul, where the best bars and restaurants are, and crammed in the middle of it is a stadium seating about 15,000, full of character, on a hillside, overlooked by minarets, and huge floodlights, and I like it. I like this ground a lot and for the moment the game is continuing a uh, few united fans have come to this game as well
1: james how's your trip been so far it's good uh, i've had about three hours sleep in about three days set off on monday morning at four o'clock from south precincts got the bus to piccadilly then got the train to the airport um, arrived at about four o'clock monday um, just had a good time it's a few bars did the same thing on Tuesday as well and uh, yeah, here today as well and fly back tomorrow pretty early to fucking Stansted of all places which is the worst airport ever and it's going to take me another four hours to get back to Manchester from there.
0: Stansted to Manchester is always a horrible one because you're usually at the end of the trip as well. Why have you had no sleep? Oh, I've just
1: been having a good time. Uh, stayed out until about three o'clock on Monday and then woke up at about six or seven because I was having breakfast with um, someone at eight o'clock um, and then again, last night was the same. Stayed out late, and then wanted to go up this morning and explore some of the city, so just spending as much time as I can awake. What do you make of the city? It's great. Like, kind of just sort of uh, chewed me up and spat me back out in a way, because I just wasn't. I knew it was going to be mad, but like, it doesn't feel European at all. It feels a lot more like an Asian city, and uh, I just love the pace of it. Like. It means people say New York's a city that doesn't sleep, but I think Istanbul probably is, uh, can have more of a claim to that because everywhere's open really late. There's always stuff all like, night. I was staying um, in the old town, like, right next to the big sort of flea markets, and they're still grafting at, like, 7, 8 o'clock in the evening, and they're up again at, like, 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, doing it for, like, 12 hours, like, in the UK, at 5, they go, right, I've had enough now, I'm going home, but here, they're just keep going, it's, like, just 24-7, the whole city.
0: Lucky you. I spent my first 24 hours mainly in bed, vomiting, so I'm quite envious to have been having a great time. Uh, Matt, how's your trip been?
2: Yeah, really good. Also lacking sleep, similar to James. Um, You're to just rub it in to take the piss
0: because <laughs> I've just been sleeping all the
2: time because I've been sick. Yeah, flew out, from, um, flew out from Germany on Monday night slash Tuesday morning, so about 1am Tuesday morning. So given the time difference, landed at half six, local time in Istanbul. Went out for uh, went out for breakfast over in uh, in Kadikoy on the on the Asian side. That's that
0: Fenabachi's Fenebache, part part of town. Yeah, yeah.
2: Fenabachi territory. and they, they make it clear to you. I think we were talking mm. to a few like cafe owners, weren't we? Having a couple of having a coffee and a few cakes, and they're all impressing upon us that uh, yeah, they, they don't like Galatasaray. No <laughs> <either. laughs> <They're laughs> <old> shit. <laughs> they're all Fenabachi. Uh, so yeah, but that that and Besiktas. Besiktas is more well, just just to the south of this area. Oh, one 0 to Galatasaray. Celebrating in front of the empty away end. Mm-hmm.
0: There are away fans here. Just to our right here, you can see uh, the One Love flag, For, which of Pete you can See a couple of United fans in there as well.
1: Galatasaray'ın 9 Baran Demiroğlu.
0: It's football
2: mad though. Everyone you speak to, they're they're all absolutely uh, fanatical. They all want to talk about football. People are so friendly. As James was saying, it doesn't sleep. It's so it's such a vibrant city. There's all sorts going on. The food is fantastic. You've got six or seven different distinct parts of the city to choose from, whether on the Asian side or this side. It's It's the biggest city in Europe, yeah. and probably part of Asia and part of Asia as well. It's, it's, it really is one of the great world cities, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, football mad as well.
0: I agree with that. I did get over to the Asian side to meet Eric Bayi, who's playing for Bishikas. And I had a really good chat with, with him. Can you hear the rain now? Ed, just for the United We Stand podcast, um, did one of your mates lose his passports here?
3: Yeah, it's currently in Asia. They're in a taxi going to find it. But yeah, he rang the pub up and he said, yes, English passport, oh, of course you can. So he left it in a pub? He left in a pub last night and he's now going back for it. Otherwise, he might have had an extended stay, I think. How's your trip been? There were rumours that you were sorting out a United We Stand boat trip. Yeah, well, the weather, which is currently hitting the roof here in the... Uh, biblical terms is uh, put, stopped all the ferries today, so that's uh, that's a bit the dust. So we're uh, we're here watching this, and uh, United we found a <laughs> swimming competition <laughs> instead <laughs> and still working out how we're getting to the ground because that's all we were coming da- down from the north, but at the moment we don't know how we're getting there later on. So play it by ear now. Could you give
0: us a detailed tactical breakdown mm-hmm. of Galatasaray's game mm-hmm. plan in this mm-hmm. 19's match? Mm-hmm.
3: No, mm-hmm. I should trip in. It's been great. It's great. It's, it's nice to have been here for a few days. We've been across the Asian side. I, I'm, I'm really liking the other side, but the, the whole place is great. I haven't been for 10 years, and it's a fantastic city, whether you're here for football or not. just It's 19 degrees on Friday. Look at it now. Are you confident that Manchester United can avoid defeat?
0: Now or later tonight? Well, now I'm asking you six hours before the game.
3: <laughs> About tonight? Yeah, they can avoid it if they, if they play like they can do, but... We don't know how which team's going to turn up tonight, do we? It's, you, we don't know. Less less confident in what you see for 90 minutes turning up. You know, you might get great. You might get what we've seen a bit this season. It's yeah, that's where we're at.
0: I think we're going to win. I know. I've not said that for mums and mums,
3: Matt. I was, sat, I was sat
2: with two Galatasaray fans on the flight out. Lots of people will know there's a massive Turkish community in Germany. Yeah. Half of my flight was Galatasaray from, from Cologne. Wow, that's, um, the, the
0: diaspora is like six million people in Germany. I don't know
2: the, I don't know the exact number, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly very, very high. Um, yeah, so there yeah, are loads of Gala, Galatasaray colours on the flight. I was sat next to two lads. So I said, You're go going game?" They're like, Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. interesting because I mean, the, the lads are German. They they're born in Cologne or Bochum or Dortmund yeah. or, 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 or wherever. Uh, they probably support German teams. They speak fluent German like any German, uh, and yet, yeah, they uh, they also they also love Galatasaray. And they were saying, uh, "You'll love the atmosphere." They couldn't stop talking to me about the atmosphere. They said, they said it's the loudest thing i will ever experienced. Yeah. Went, okay, so so it's a big shout, and um, I can sort of see what they mean because I watched the um, I watched Bayern Munich's game here, um, and in the first half, and Bayern went on to win eventually, but in the first half, Galatasaray were all over them. Yeah. Uh, incredibly aggressive pressing, they were winning the ball out the pitch, and the crowd was absolutely bouncing. It, it looked absolutely febrile, and I must admit, I think if United are, uh, are greeted by that sort of aggression on and off the pitch tonight, I'm sorry, I, I
1: think we'll completely cave. James? No, I agree. I mean, I think um, in the first game, it was pretty evident that their fans were up for it in that way, and, and well, I'm not I, just thought, I, thought, end, but I, I didn't mean...
0: think we'd win at Old Trafford, but I think we'll win here. People will be listening to this,
1: having mm. seen United bucks out of Europe. We, thinking, yeah, you're but absolute, brought, we've never
2: scored a goal away at Galatasaray. Yeah, yeah. ever.
1: But I thought they'd beat Copenhagen away, and I think they'll probably take the lead because Galatasaray, defensively, I mean, they're, they're not that great. But going forward, they've got so many fast players like Zaha, like Akadi, uh, like Mersins, um But I just think United's defence at the minute is so frail. They only need to concede one goal, and like against Copenhagen, it just collapses straight away.
0: So the three games here have been all oh, three. Well tried to get in 93 that was a draw No, went out on a way following year a draw again and then the one in 2012 was a dead rubber so we lost that I remember a Turkish journalist saying to Sir Alex Ferguson after the game the first time you came here your team were knocked out of Europe tonight you come here you're defeated Has anything changed between 1993 and 2012? And the Turkish journalists around him, they liked the question a lot. Ferguson dealt with it brilliantly. He said, yes, I've won this competition twice and we've already qualified from this group, unlike yourselves. Got up, walked out, just the best put down ever.
2: They are, they are fanatic club like aren't they? Fans, journalists yeah, like, uh, I love that. Uh, yeah, no, they've got, you know, they, they like giving it out and you know, yeah.
0: they're not shy about it and fair play to them. Um, I it, spoke to employees of one club here and they said that even the club employees, scrutiny is attached to them if they wear the badge of the club. It's like, you are the junior press officer, what's your background? Who are you? Did you used to support any of our rivals? Have you ever been spotted at a game of one of our rivals? They do it to all the journalists. That is mad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it'd, be fun, it'd be funny if they did it in England. They like that either. I mean, I think because of how Turkey set up as a country. Like, even when I got to my, um, my hotel, they asked for my passport straight away and took it off me. And were like, quite aggressive. And they are like, what is your purpose of visits to Istanbul? It's like... <laughs> and they were, like, are like... You... It's so a fucking yeah. nose, everyone here, like <laughs> I normally do. <laughs> they were like... Uh, it looks at the passport. Place of birth, Manchester. Uh, <laughs> hooligan. I was like, no, 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 hooligan. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Well, this is why we like coming to these games. It's a fantastic city, isn't it? And we're speaking now with enthusiasm. Let's hope that uh, we're equally enthusiastic. Is it a bad thing if United go out? It go into the Europa League because. I can't see a way that we're winning the Champions League. I think if we get through this group stage, we'll get knocked out in the next round. So is it not better going into the Europa League where we would have a decent chance of winning it unless Sevilla go into it as well and we draw Sevilla?
2: Yeah, 100%. I don't, I'm not being defeated, sir. I'm
0: being accurate.
2: I, 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 don't, I don't even want to be facetious about it. I know people roll their eyes a bit when some of us lot turn around and say, yeah, the destinations are better and the clubs are better. But that's part of it. I, I, I mean that. I mean, well, I, I agree. I, I've been, it sounds spoiled, but I've been to Milan, I've been to Paris, I've been to Madrid, I've been there a million times. Uh, they all have Starbucks in every corner. You could be anywhere. And... Um, that aside, purely Spartan-wise, yeah, there's no, there is ultimately no point us being in the next round of the Champions League. As soon as we get drawing against anyone decent, um, we'll get battered. So I don't really see how that brings us on as a football team either. I'd rather give what is a relatively young team um, a good extended run through several rounds of the Europa League. Um, yeah, good experience in, against top clubs uh, in, a, in a serious competition, uh, and yeah, that we have the bonus as fans to going to better places as well. So yeah, uh, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Obviously, it'd be disappointing in the short term on the night to lose and go out. Obviously, don't want to see don't don't want to see United lose, but in the great scheme of things, think, we, we don't we don't belong in this. <laughs> Brighton
1: have got like the best p- perfect draw I've ever seen of any team in a group stage this season of Ajax, AEK Athens. Um, where was the third one? Like Marseille or somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. Brighton went to France. It was yeah. to Marseille. Yeah, Ima- it was a good point.
2: imagine the scenes uh, in a Europa League final against the Scousers in Dublin. Yes, fun, fun and games. Yeah,
0: because Manchester United and Liverpool don't really have many supporters in Dublin. <laughs>
2: I don't think anyone's heard of them in, in Ireland.
0: No? I mean, United sold out a friendly in Dublin alone in in less than a day. So that would be an extremely hard ticket. It'd be an hard ticket anyway. Whatever the, the game is, but the idea of
1: reaching a European
0: final at the moment
1: um, requires people, some optimism. People were already booking flights for the Super Cup when United lost to Villarreal in the yeah. Europa League final that year, and that was, was that in Dublin or Belfast? It
0: was in Belfast. Yeah. It was against um, Villarreal played against Chelsea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, Chelsea also seemed yeah. like fun the
0: games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Chelsea beat beat 5 no? on the yeah. way. Yeah, in Porto yeah. for the final. Yeah.
1: I've also noticed as well if you ever look at any tram in the city centre of Manchester, it's got um, 3007 written on the side of all the trams in Manchester because that's, that's, that's the that's the model of the tram. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. You think about it. He's right. I'd yeah. never clock. <laughs>
0: I, I don't no, I keep sort of seeing this. David De Gea recently, we put it in the fanzine. He just let, let his post count stay at 3007 for ages, <laughs> and there's no way on earth that David De Gea knows that City only had 3007 against Mansfield. <laughs> i saw it again recently i'm thinking i don't know maybe your brain when it, it just just registers but you like if i see the word united on a page of text it jumps out at me straight away or the yeah. word manchester yeah. so maybe there's there's something in it
2: or one one five
0: you were very outspoken about not wanting qatar to take over uh manchester united i'm not going to give you 11 minutes like last time but did you feel relief when they pulled out I did. Yeah, massive, massive.
1: Thanks. Um, and you? Yeah. Same,
3: yeah.
0: Ed, did you want Qatar? No,
3: no. no. For the same reasons, I, I, I don't want to become a corporate plaything, or, or even you know, worse, even a regime. It's it's not ideal, but I think I think Ineos coming in Ratcliffe is the the, the best of a, of a of a shit show, really, of a of a poor scenario. But it might it might be the start of a better ownership model. Ed is part of the Lancaster Reds, is that right? Yeah. How many members do you have? About, we have 40 to 50 travelling regularly and we yeah. just about managed to keep the bus going at the moment but it's been hard. It's, it's a few hard.
0: branch members, secretaries have said that yeah. to me. That's because you're getting fewer tickets.
3: We've all got season tickets. We don't get tickets on a match-by-batch basis but you get the hardcore and then you get those that disappear and you, you rely on people getting tickets but you don't really get any support from the club anymore. It's, it's you don't, Feel like you're a sports club. In what
0: way? Because people from the club who make these decisions, they'll be listening to this. What would you like to see more of?
3: Everything you do is harder. Is harder. And and if if these if these um, I'm not an expert on what they call, but if the the variable QR codes come in, it just Ooh. makes it harder and harder for us to genuinely share tickets amongst prof fans at no no you know no increased price just to. To pass tickets around amongst the brands to make a coach work, we've taken a coach to every home game at Old Trafford, every home first team game, competitive game since 1974, and we've nearly we've nearly this season not run to a midweek because we lose we can lose up to 200 quid on the coach and it's getting hard.
0: Interesting. Uh, Ed was good enough to meet me when I cycled End John O'Groats He came down to Preston and cycled with me for that was one of my that's. Was shouldn't be my hardest day, you but were it was. You were I really a struggled? Bit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you... Mentally, not physically. Yeah. And I left you just as you headed on a fuck shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah.
2: Were shrug- you were struggling coming down the stairs here in fairness. I
0: did fall over. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wet and slippy. I'm having a mare on this trip, aren't I? Falling over
2: something like that. They proper stacked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: did. What I didn't tell you is that's happened twice today. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I slipped in Taxi Square. And these three ladies, who... The uh, fullback
2: yeah, just
0: walked through midfield. Yeah, Galatasaray attacking. Three ladies who, forgive me for being presumptuous, I thought were pickpockets, came to my aid, said, are you OK? Do you need help? Must be an age
3: finger. Maybe I've not oh, fully gotten over. Nice. To be honest, I don't think the stilettos were a good idea today, <laughs> though,
1: Still got a massive bruise on my arm on that side because I fell down the stairs in a club in Manchester called Mojo's two weeks ago and properly landed on my elbow and like went down and slipped about, like, bang, bang, like all the way down and I got kicked out. You got kicked it.
0: out. Yeah. I'd love to hear the other side of that story yeah. from the bouncers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is the music still brilliant in there? No. No? It, it's, it, it's, the, it's the place you go at four o'clock. People when, still dance on tables? Yeah, it's the place you go where after 42's is closed at half three and you, still, you don't want to go home yet because it closes at like five. You know
0: you used to love going there, not till that late. Um, Ryan Giggs. Right. You used to love the music in there, so um,
1: it's full of like uh, middle-aged men now that are just trying <laughs> to like
0: Ryan Gigs. Yeah. <laughs> well just in the stadium and bumped into a Dutch journalist from the very well
4: respected magazine Boatball International. Did you just introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm Frank Jensen. I'm from the Netherlands, I'm for the Football International. Uh, and I'm over here for the battle between Ten Haag on the uh, one side and Hakim Sia from Galatasaray for the other side.
0: When did you first come across Erik ten Hag?
4: Ooh, um, when he was he came to Ajax. Then I was follow Ajax, and I was speaking a lot about, uh, Epstein, about his, his attitude, about his his uh, vision, his philosophy, and um, yeah, he did a great great job with Ajax, with yeah, all the prices, but also the style of playing was. Yeah, amazing
0: actually. And you've stayed in touch with him now he's moved to Manchester because we, we interviewed him last week for the next issue of United We Stand. and he yeah. and was great actually. Yeah, okay. I had a long time with him. Yeah. and I, I I enjoyed listening to him talk about yeah. about football and about I, I, his life and
4: Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a great. Uh, I think he's a great coach, but also he's a great person. Yeah, he's. he's um, interested in you, yeah. in you uh, not only uh, as journalist, but also as uh, uh, being, and yeah, I hope he, he, he would do it well with, uh, with Macias, but it's very hard eh, for him. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. What do you think?
0: Um, I also hope he does well. Yeah. My impression of him before the interview was, was good anyway. Yeah. I think he's got a good humour as well, yeah, yeah. A, a, for a serious guy. When we spoke to him, he was telling me one of his best friends was a journalist from when he was younger.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, from when he was five years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's Leon
4: Tevroode, from the Tupans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he
0: told me all about Leon yeah. and what Leon did and yeah. who Leon supports. <laughs> yeah. And this will be in the next United We Stand. Yeah. And what Leon did when Eric got the job at Manchester United. Yeah. And he yeah. told me some good stories yeah. uh, about that. I, I think he's got a difficult job, as you say. Yeah. I think any human has this season has been particularly tough he's had a lot of injuries
3: yeah.
0: and if you're at the biggest clubs the pressure is intense yeah. hopefully he survives big win at Everton at the weekend yeah. get some of his key players back yeah. it's a turbulent club because of the ownership so I wish him well and I don't think there's much appetite for changing the coach
4: yeah.
0: all of the time
4: how yeah. is he viewed in Holland? Um, yeah, I think the same I think everybody hopes that he uh, will get a lot of time to, uh, yeah, to put United back to mm. the top of the league but yeah, um, also in Holland we know that United has a lot of uh, expectations every season and you have a lot of uh, top clubs in, in England so yeah, it will be a very difficult job for him but yeah, I hope so that he will uh, get enough time to, for his philosophy because. Yeah, in my opinion, his philosophy is the best philosophy uh, for our club. In
0: terms uh, of the football, the, the, the football he plays, the yeah, style of football, the, style of football, the, football the attacking style. Yeah, the and,
4: and the, 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 the attitude of the player, uh, of, the, of, of, of the players, that every day for him is that, that every player has to... Uh, to grow left He's so. a he's
0: a he's a workaholic. He yeah, works he's incredibly a workaholic. hard Yeah yeah he's
4: a workaholic yeah he yeah, was yeah. telling
0: me stories yeah. about so what do you do in your spare time? Yeah I I plan I yeah. say so you plan for football matches yeah. on your days off. He said, yeah. I, it doesn't seem like work to me. It's, you know, yeah. it's what he enjoys doing. He's
4: eating football, he's sleeping football, he's yeah everything football 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 but yeah. You will see hopefully tonight is. uh it's a big game tonight. Yeah, it's a huge good game good because yeah. United have been poor in the Champions
0: League in yeah. terms of the results. Yeah. And not to get out of this group would be a failure um, because it would be the same if it was Madrid or Barcelona. You yeah. know, it's got to get out of this. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a big win at Everton at yeah. the weekend. Let's
4: see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah Good luck, yeah. But-
0: 56 minutes gone. Galatasaray won. Manchester United 3. Surely Manchester United cannot lose this one there's about to be a substitution anthony who was key in that goal just looking at him there now he's staying on it's amrabat coming off and kobi mainu is coming on and hoyland is coming off and martial is coming on so two players who did very well against everton are coming on so the third goal Anthony deserves um, praise for his role in that he was very tricky on close to the touchline, cut inside, laid the ball forward to Aaron who put a low cross him Scott McTominay moved forward met it, near side post, so 3-1 after 57 minutes Manchester United really cannot be thrown away, uh, this one so the atmosphere is just a little bit subdued it's ready to bubble again anytime soon there was a fight near me at half time between two galatasaray fans who didn't see uh, eye to eye um, martial just played the ball forward to anthony on the right hand side anthony's retained possession still with martial so united look pretty dangerous whenever they go forward aaron Wan-Bissaka is getting in loads of space and luke shaw is on the other side as well so there's, there's confidence there I think there's going to be more goals in this game and probably more bookings as well like that one <laughs> who's that, Luke Shaw so Galatasaray have still had more attempts on goals than Manchester United and um, yeah I still think United are in control if that makes sense can the united fans a really good united following i think the last time we were here only 400 came, and good two and a half thousand over there behind high fences high up on the second tier of this big ground just some of the banners around the stadium are in english and ali sammy yen hell we are the best galatasaray your nightmare is back again. Return of the King. And it was a huge welcome to hell. So all in English, which is interesting. There's also political slogans here as well, behind both goals. Um, humanity is dying in, in Gaza, there's a big flag saying that. And behind the other goals are flags of the Ultra group, the Ultra Aslan. So we've just, just ticked through the hour now. The rain's back on. Pitch has been surprisingly playable. I'm told that it's okay down there. It's a pretty dirty game. Scott McTominay's just gone down again. He, he's taking a lot of hits tonight. United fans are singing and are rising. I see the trouble on the way. And that those boos are for the United fans.
5: Free all, free all, can you believe it? Free all. How on earth has this happen?
0: Same old, same old for United in Europe. This is happening. 8-0. Left the stadium now, I'm walking to the metro. It's it's midnight. I bumped into Oliver Holt, the journalist, who's uh is always very supportive of United We Stand and I appreciate that a lot. He's from the northwest of England and well I don't know what he thought of the game tonight but I'm
5: gonna ask him now. Welcome Ollie to United We Stand. Thank you Andy. Um Well, yeah, in terms of the game, I mean, I thought it was a magnificent game of football. Um, And I thought at the beginning of the game, I thought I've not seen United play this well all season. I thought they absolutely, they came out of the blocks absolutely flying. And um, I don't think I've ever seen Anthony play that well um, for United, um, which might be a low bar. But um, anyway, I, I guess it's a familiar a familiar story for United fans because then they just threw it away, unfortunately, and um, you know, sadly, Andre Anano I think, was culpable for two of the goals, both the free kicks, um, and I think if you, if you make those kind of mistakes at this level, I know it's a cliche, but at the Champions League level, you let Galatasaray back into a game with the atmosphere at this stadium, you're going to be in trouble i think people are jogging here for the final metro oh, well, maybe. yeah <laughs> well it be well you jog? you're a marathon runner aren't you uh, i'm a very slow marathon runner so i have just um, asked to do
0: my first one in april
5: oh yeah where are you doing manchester oh are you okay so i might ask your advice on that one because I, I remember mean,
0: last year you did chicago
5: didn't you i did actually <laughs> I, had a, I had a great time in um in chicago i did manchester when i was about 18 so that's like another life basically but it was called the Piccadilly Marathon back in those days. Remember so. Piccadilly Radio 261? Yeah. It's a goal! Exactly, yeah. Over to Tom Tyrrell at Old Trafford or James H. Reeve late yeah. nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I used to do where... Anyway, yeah, another lifetime. But uh, look, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great. Quick, we've got to get through it. It was a great occasion. But, uh, yeah. But,
0: Ollie, one point from six against Galatasaray, 14 goals conceded in five Champions League matches. The games have been great if you're
5: a neutral, but from a United perspective, it's not good enough, is it? It's not good enough, no. And right? I mean look, the, the minimum requirement for this club should be that minimum requirement should be getting to the knockout knockout phase of the of the Champions League. Um, I think apart from anything else that gives the fans a feeling that some progress is being made here. Um, you know, the tradition that the club has in this competition, it's not been good enough so far. It's, I mean, I think when that draw is made, obviously you expect Bayern. You expect Bayern. You know it looks like it's. just missing the metro. No, ah, shit. We just missed the last
0: metro. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. I oh, know. Oh, no. Words. So, you're a Galatasaray fan.
6: What did you think of the game? Uh, Icardi. What? One word? Icardi? Yes. I like Icardi. And are you happy with 3 all? A good result for you? I am happy. I am happy because this one po- point it's OK. Because this B4 match is 3-1. and one. Galatasaray is after 3 and 3 is okay.
0: What did you think of Manchester United tonight?
6: Is is okay, uh, not bad. Not bad is too much is uh, and too because it's Galatasaray hooligan too much. Too much is taraftar is have is very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the atmosphere in the stadium?
6: Yeah, atmosphere stadium is very good. Is Manchester is not good playing. <laughs> Good goals from Manchester. Yeah, good and uh, not too much good because the atmosphere is very big. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Who is your biggest rivals? Fenerbahce, Besidkas?
6: Galatasaray. Yeah, but the big rival of Galatasaray? All the time Galatasaray. Okay. All the time. Only one big Galatasaray. (laughs) Thank you.
0: So that's it from this podcast. United bizarrely could still go through. Need to be by Munich, and know there's not a definite uh, result, a win or defeat for Copenhagen or Galatasaray in the other game, but look, do Manchester United deserve to go through having won one out of five? Not really, just don't want United to go out of Europe. Quite like the Europa League, I know not every fan agrees, I know that some even think it is a hindrance and just best concentrating on the league, but I like it. I think it's well worth winning. I love the places that it takes you to as well. So a good strong following from United in Istanbul. You could hear them above the DIN in rain-soaked conditions. It just rained morning, noon and night. We've had some reports of the conditions in the away end after the match. And after I cut off the pod when we missed the Metro... We went up some stairs, we bumped into loads of reds then and we ended up on a motorway embankment and there was no way of getting back into the centre of Istanbul. The metro had stopped, so there were just these sort of roguish taxi drivers trying to get people to jump in for 80, 100 euros and stuff when it normally cost like £7 to go back to Taksim Square, which is one of the main, main centres of Istanbul. And I've been sent pictures of, like, one exit from the United end. So, not the first time that European away fans have uh, been hit with difficult circumstances. And not the first time that we've seen a high-scoring goal which Manchester, game which Manchester United have failed to win as well. But we'll be there against Bayern. By the time the kick off, Idiot Air will think that United are going to win against one of the best teams in Europe. But there you go. I was still encouraged by some of the performances, some of the players. in in Istanbul now got 24 hours to get the United We Stand finished I've been writing up this big interview we've done a big exclusive interview with Eric Tenard there's loads of interesting stuff in there and we'll put it in the fanzine and in return what we need from you is support for putting it in the fanzine because a lot of time and effort has gone into it and into the rest of the mag there's 44 good pages there and we've had to leave loads out we're getting so much sent in at the moment which is great and we appreciate it but we've only got 44 pages so if you like the sound of it please subscribe or buy it at the game we've held the prices for eight years now and our costs have gone up massively in that time everything mail paper energy the lot so if you subscribe for the next 10 issues we will mail them straight to you that's best for us and for the printed edition, or you can do a digital edition as well, or buy in the shops so or at the ground. That's the second best thing for us. And we appreciate your support. I'm gonna have a big sleep, get up very early, and get United We stand on. The next podcast will be from Newcastle at the weekend. Another big game, then a one against Chelsea, then one against Bournemouth, then one against Bayern Munich. And then there's a team called Liverpool on the horizon as well. It's non-stop at the moment. Thanks for listening.